0: destiny. I'm just going to start us out in prayer before we worship. Oh, but you, you are amazing. Oh, our father of peace, our good, good shepherd. Oh, in this world right now, Lord where the world is telling us that we should be full of anxiety that we should be full of fear Lord we know that your word says that that is not the case we have a father we have a shepherd we have oh we have you who brings peace who brings love who just gives us comfort Lord you pull us out of the mud and the muck and the mire no matter how many times we need it Lord We worship you today, Lord. We worship you for your holiness, your righteousness, your mightiness. Oh, you are so good. We can rely on you for everything that we need. We don't have to look to the right and to the left because you are here with us. Oh, your Holy Spirit resides in us. Oh, Father, we are so thankful. We are so thankful. We lift your name on high, Lord. Let every person in this room feel feel the love of your spirit today. Know how adored they are by you, oh, Father. How adored they are by you. Each person in this room, each hair on their head, you care so deeply for them. Let them understand and know. Let us worship you with our whole hearts, with our whole being, with everything that we are. We give it all to you, Lord. We give everything to you.
1: We're gonna have some fun praising this morning. Y'all ready?
0: Jesus, and I know I woke up with breath in my lungs this morning, so I'm qualified to lift the name of heaven on high, amen, that's all you need, it's just a little bit of breath in your lungs, know where it comes from, and know who the praise belongs to, hallelujah.
1: Come on, let's start back with the drum, for us to do that it says so stir up that gift stir it up there are rivers of living water right down here in our bellies and some of us it's been kind of capped for a while it's been kind of quenched for a while you could say come on there are wells of anointing that are going to flow out of your belly this morning Come on, just go ahead and tell the Lord you're going to uncap it. You're not going to restrict it or restrain it. Come on, we're going to stir it up. If you even want to put your hand on your belly and say, God, you said I have rivers of living water right here in my belly. So I stir it up in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come and do what you want to do.
2: I could feel like people came in here a little empty this morning. Like you didn't come in here filled up, ready to roll. And it's probably because of stuff happening, stuff going on, and we've talked about this numerous times. But I felt like like I could feel it while I was worshiping, that, that, that we needed to be filled up. You, you, you need to receive that this morning. Um, so just got a word, and you might remember this, because during... Um, company of believers what we had to do is get our focus off from this and we're going to do it this morning i want everybody to turn around and face the back wall no, no, no. Come on. now we're going to go back into this song And I don't want you to stare at anybody up on the stage, anything like that. I want this to be you and Him. And I want you to worship Him this morning. I want you to cry out this morning. I want it to be all you and Him. You're not going to stand and stare at other people worship. You're going to worship. So come on, let's go back into that. and you find time for Him, you just worship and you praise Him. And don't let anything get in the way. Don't let anything get in the way. So we'll go back in, do whatever you guys want to do now.
1: going to start with our oneness before God yielded to whatever he wants to do just like in the emperor so if there's any hurt in your heart if there's any division in your relationships unforgiveness bitterness
2: What a king deserves in the house. We love you. Come on, we love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> yes, Lord. Woo. Yes, Lord. Whew. There you go, Aaron. You keep it up, brother. That's why you never give a kid a drum set right there. That's good stuff. Come on, we love it. We love you guys. I'm excited about what God's doing in the house this morning. I'm excited for what He wants to do. So, Father, have your way in this place. Come on, Jesus, touch this house. Come on, Holy Ghost, rest on this house. Come on, touch each and every chair in this house. Father, we we love you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father, for just who you are, Lord, and we love you. And we just lift you up this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on. Woo! Oh. All right, take a break. Go wipe the sweat off the brow. Say hello to somebody you hadn't seen. We'll be right back.
3: is very
2: Yeah, this is your time to take your seats. (laughs) I know it's hard to bust up a family reunion. Wow. Oh man, they messed up. They gave me one of these shaker things up here. I don't know what's going on this morning. I might get excited. Woo, how's everybody doing this morning? Come on, so good, so good to see everybody. I am DJ, DJ's younger brother, uh, and me and my wife Jules. Uh, we, we pastor here at Destiny Church. It's such an honor, and we love you guys so much. And we're we're so happy to be here this morning. I'm happy to see you guys this morning. You guys, everybody's doing good. So we got to make. Let's give a shout out to people that'll be watching this online. Come on, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for checking us out. Man, it's so good, so good. Um, Whoo! Everybody get their exercise this morning? That's good stuff right there. That's what, that's what church is supposed to be about. Come on in. Let's worship Him, and it's all about Him. So, so I welcome everybody here. If you're new to our church, do me a favor. Fill out a Connect card. We'll make sure somebody, look, if you haven't been hounded yet, somebody's going to get you. If you're new, because they're going to recognize you, and they're going to give you a little Connect card, fill that out for us. Let us know uh, that you were here so we can reach out to you and thank you and answer questions and pray for you and all that good stuff. Also, if you want information about our church, you can go online or you can download the app. There's The uh, the app will be out there. You can just scan that little scan me thing, download the app. It has tons of information. We also send push notifications for everything going on, so you'll be getting those, and that keeps you up to date with what's going on at Destiny Church. So um, a couple quick announcements. Uh, Small groups are kicking off in a couple weeks. Who's excited about having our small groups back? Well, guess what? The training is today. So... Okay, one. thank you, Ginger. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to have one person there, Rich and Ann, and that's going to be Ginger. Uh, <laughs> But here's the thing. We, if you want to host a small group, look, we have got to do life together. So, so we, we pride ourselves on small groups, doing life in other people's homes, hanging out. Sometimes it's the church, but it's not on a Sunday, okay, where we get together and just spend some time and do life together. So if you want to be part of that, if God's been speaking to you, say, say he's been telling you to do something, look. Just show up today right after service. So we're not going to go nowhere. We're going to meet. It's going to be a short meeting. We want to talk to you. And maybe this, wasn't, this isn't your season. That's fine. But I want you to show up anyway. Just talk to us about it. OK, because we, we want to make sure we have opportunities for everybody to get involved at Destiny. So that's going to be right after service today, whether you're hosting one, whether you've hosted one before. Uh, if there's something just tugging on your heart, like, be here because I know I know God can move in all those little situations. In fact, my wife and I, we, we, we hosted a small group and we were like, I don't even know if anybody's going to show up, you know, and and it was halfway through the small group and we were like, oh, well, it's really not doing what it's supposed to do. And then halfway through, a family showed up a couple showed up, and it was exactly for them. Like, like it changed their entire marriage, and we knew it was just that one, if it was for that one couple. See, sometimes you'll fill it up with other people, but somebody's coming because you have a message for them, and that's so important. So, so don't think just because you're like, I don't think anybody will like it. Look, I started something called God, Guns, and Gravy, and I thought, who wants to shoot guns, eat food, and talk about the Bible? Yeah, a lot of people do. Come on. So, so I'm not hosting that this year. So uh, we're taking a break. But come on, be here this afternoon. Uh, we just, we're going to talk about some stuff, get you some updates, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, we do have a family day coming up on the 29th, so next Sunday at the YMCA. So come on, we get excited about this. Look, you get to come out, bring your kids. We have the pools reserved. We have the basketball courts reserved. There's going to be pizza and, and drinks, and we're going we're gonna to have a good time. Um, we're going to tear up these youngsters in basketball this is, this is why I shaved it was wind resistance so I had to shave so I could run faster up and down the court Okay, so, uh, so that's what's going on so put that on your calendar next week from 5 to 7 5 to 7.30 next Sunday 5 to 7.30 so come to church and then go home and then show up at the YMCA over on uh, McQueen Smith uh, that one over there is going to be awesome, so look forward to seeing everybody. And then we have the Praise in the Park on the 4th of September. The following Saturday, we're going down to Pratt Park. Come on, we have Praise in the Park. We're going to be joining in. Come on, we're teaming up with multiple churches. We're going to come in. We're going Look, we're just going to take Jesus to the park. That's all we're doing. And uh, we're going to be worshiping. We're going to be praying. There's going to be several words. People are going to be prophesying. It's going to be a phenomenal time. Free food from, from our bread of life. Our bread of life is providing free food for the entire event. So if you want to come and see the trailer uh, and see what we're doing with it and, and how we're going to use that in community in the community, show up down there. It's from 3 p.m. until about dark. So we look forward to that. That's on the 4th. Put it on your calendar. All right, last thing. Whew. I'm telling you, we, we got video announcements coming soon. Um, it's called our First Step program. It's a little different than what you are used to. If you remember, we used to do a lot of next steps we've had uh, where if you're new to the church, you get to go through next steps. And it's a four week process um, to come in and learn about the church and learn about your gifts. We have now changed it to first step. I want it to be the very first step. And it's a one Sunday. Um, That's going to be the first Sunday of every month. We have our first step. So if someone's new here, your very first step in the church is going to be able to come in and speak with me. Uh, we're going to sit down together, uh, me or somebody else that, that's designated to speak to you about our church. We're going to talk about everything you want to know about our church, uh, and that's going to be spent on that Sunday. It's going to be from nine to ten. Okay, so it's going to be for everybody that's new to the church. You want to know about it? It's called our first steps. You can sign up online. And the first one's coming up, Miss Rhonda, the fifth. Fifth. That's right. That's why I have Miss Rhonda. The 5th, so we're, we're going to be doing that on the 5th, so sign up online, we'd love to have you there, if you just want information about Destiny, I'd love to share our story, share my story, and talk about the church and our beliefs and all that good stuff, so, whew, you guys good with all that stuff? Yeah, Awesome, let's pray and get into the Word, so Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for today. We thank you for your presence in this house, Father. We just, we, we just thank you, Lord. We, we thank you that we get to do this, that we get to come together and worship you. So, Father, I ask you to touch my heart right now. Father, let it be all of you this morning, all of you and none of me, Father, and let whatever comes out of my mouth land on the ears of those that need to hear it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Woo, so uh, I think we're officially coming to the end of this series I know we've been we've been we've been doing this for like 17 weeks. Um, I get corrected every week. I don't know if it's 17 or 18 on identity, and we're actually done with it. Okay, so uh, if you want to know more about that, there are literally 15 weeks of of content (laughs) to read and watch online. All our videos are online. You can go check them out. Uh, But it's been so important that we we talk about identity. It was just so important to a foundation that we talk about identity. And, and for us, it was our identity in Christ. It was being beloved. It was being a son, being a daughter, um, knowing how much he loves you. And building that into a foundation. Sorry, I can't look over here and not see my brother. I'm just going to move that so people can see. Can everybody see me now? I can see everybody. So, but yes, it's all about that identity. And what I love about it, it really gives you a baseline of who God made you to be. It's been that powerful as we walk through this because if you don't know who you are, how can you operate in anything you do? It all starts with an identity, and that's what it was. It was our identity with him. So, so, so the good part is, is we have this identity, and once you understand who you are, when you look at identity, identity defined is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So that's the definition, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. It says a fact, and a fact is a thing that is known or proved to be true. So if you say you're a son or daughter in Christ, then there should be facts that go with that. It has to be proven. If not, that's not your identity. See, I love it. Sometimes you just have to break it all the way down to a simple definition about what identity is. So it's a fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So how can you... How can, how can we prove and how can we make it a fact that we walk in identity with Christ if we don't have faith? It takes faith to operate in an identity. And that's where we're going from this point out. So our next building block of our foundation of our church is faith. Okay, and this is so important. It's so important. Think about this. If you look at... Um, Faith, let's define faith for you, is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So if my identity is in him, if I'm beloved, if I'm a son or a daughter, right, if that's who I am, I can only walk in that if I have faith in who that is and who he is. I have to have faith to be able to walk as a son or daughter and carry that authority, that access into the world. Is everybody getting this? Because y'all are staring at me and I'm like, okay, I think they're going to get it. It's okay, we're going to spend a lot of time in this. Um, straight into Hebrews 11.1. 1. Okay, Hebrews 11, 1, this is just a refresher for you. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So faith is about, you know, having hope, and, and what you don't see, you believe in it. It's kind of like oxygen. Like, you all wake up in the morning, and you, and someone told you there was oxygen in that. So now you have faith in oxygen. And you're like, yeah, but I can feel it when I don't have oxygen. Absolutely. Same, same when you walk with Christ, you can feel it when you don't have them. Okay, so faith is understanding and believing. Even though sometimes we don't see him, sometimes you don't see his works happening in the world because we're watching TV and all this stuff. And you go, well, how can God be in the world if that's what's happening? And faith is having faith no matter what, right? Faith no matter what, no matter what's going on, right? So I want to look at some stories Uh, where they talk about faith in in the Bible. So we're going to go to Matthew 17, 14 through 21. I'm going to read out of the the Passion Translation. I'm going to try to go slow. Kevin's doing a great job in production today. Come on, Kev, we love you. (laughs) He's like, I didn't know this was this hard. (laughs) So Matthew 17, if you have your Bibles open to that, pick it up in verse 14. It says, at the foot of the mountain, A large crowd was waiting for them. This is Jesus coming down the mountain. And a man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy, and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. And afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out the demon? And he told them, the very first answer is because of your lack of faith. See, I believe a lot of people come into church, and a lot of people come in, and they hear Scripture, and they hear worship, and they're like, that's so awesome. But when something happens in your life, you don't fall back on the faith that you should have. So, so all of a sudden, you're going right back to the same things you used to fall into. See, faith says you have to trust in that. You've got to have faith to believe that what the Word says is actually going okay? to happen. You have to have faith to, to, to believe that, that no matter what's going on in the world, that He's still standing next to you. That no matter what valley you're in, that, that He's standing right next to you and walking through the valley with you. That's faith. Okay, that's faith. And he told them, so it's because of your lack of faith. And look, so it doesn't matter who you are. He's talking to the disciples. These, these are people that have been walking with him and talking with him and eating with him and praying with him. And he goes, you lack faith. So if you're walking around and you lack, a, you lack in faith, it's okay. We understand that's why we do this. That's why he gives me a word to tell you that we need to strengthen our faith so we can operate in the identity that he's given us, right? That's why he's doing this. But he had to tell his own disciples. He says, I promise you, if you have faith inside of you no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there, and you'll see it move. And I love this. He compares it, uh, faith to a small mustard seed that grows into a large shrub. See, because faith will grow as it feeds on spiritual truth found in the Bible. Your, great, your faith will grow as you, you feed and eat the word, as you spend time with him, as you worship with him and worship to him, as you pray. That builds your faith. Testimonies build your faith. So that's what I love about all this. We're constantly building our faith. And you got to look at the disciples. They were watching miracles happen. And they still didn't have it. So it says, move away from here. Okay, and then he says, um, you'll see it. Okay, but this kind of, hang on, let me go back. I'm a little lost. Here we go. Move away from here and go over there, and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do. Nothing you couldn't do. So could you imagine waking up in the morning with faith saying, no matter what hits me today, there's nothing I cannot do with Christ. Nothing. Nothing. You, walk, you, you wake up with a purpose. You wake up, you wake up knowing that it doesn't matter what's going on today, that there's nothing I can't do. I can tackle it head on, and he's going to be beside me. Can I tell you this? You might not always like the outcome. But there's nothing we can't do without him. But he says this kind of cast out, when he's talking about the demon, is only through prayer and fasting and fasting so so he says there's double there so sometimes we just pray and sometimes we pray and we fast okay and we're going to get into that here in just a little bit okay but what i love about this is you got to have prayer you got to fast and with that it brings a stronger okay a stronger presence more things can happen like you said the disciples they lacked faith plus they weren't fasting We've talked about fasting in our church for a very long time. Uh, We've been fasting, and it's not that I don't want to rehash that, but we do have a lot of information about fasting. Fasting, you you should be walking in your life every single day uh, thinking about fasting. uh, We live, I try to live what's called a fasted life. What that means is that when I feel God working in me, and when I feel like I need to fast, and he tells me to fast, I fast. And, And that might be for 24 hours. It doesn't mean I have to have this big thing and announce it to the world and say, this is what's going on. It just means that, you know what, something's going on. My kids are are struggling with something. Something's happening in their lives. I'm going to fast for them because I know with prayer and fast, (laughs) miracles happen, right? So I want to do everything I can to make sure that I've done everything possible and the rest is up to him because now it's up to his will, right? It's up to what he wants to do. So what I, li- what, what I love about our church is you look at our prayer cross. So, so what I see is people that have faith of a mustard seed to walk up and, and write a prayer on a little card and nail it to our prayer cross. And it says prayer over top. of. I've had to explain this to a lot of people. It says prayer over that one. It says miracle over that one. So, so you, you, you have that little bit of faith to say, you know what, I'm going to write my prayer request on a little thing. I'm going to nail it to the cross. I'm going to give it to him. And then what you're doing is you're activating something, okay? That that little bit of faith activates all kinds of things. Because guess what? We come in here as a staff, and we pray over that cross like every day. We come in as a church on Mondays, and we pray over that cross every Monday and every Tuesday and on Wednesdays. We're praying over that. So what we're doing is not just me. It's the staff. It's people that come in here. I, I request people. When they come in, I'm like, go check out the cross. We had had the company of believers here, and they're looking at the cross, and they're like, man, this is awesome. I said, yeah, pray over it, because we need every bit, every bit. The more prayers, the better. But that's what it is. And then when God shows up, I ask you to take it off there. So if you have put one up there and God showed up, go remove it, and then nail it to the miracle cross, because the goal is to have more miracles than prayers. I want it to be so fast. You're, like, you're nailing it up there and he's already showing up and you just got to like <laughs> walk over here and nail it over here. That's how fast you want the miracles to happen in your life. But it takes faith. A lot of times we don't have the faith to even nail it up there. All right? We don't have the faith to do that. So identity without faith is useless. You're just walking around with a tagline on a shirt. Think of it this way spider-man spider-man come on peter parker (laughs) Uh, peter parker his identity was spider-man but it took faith to try to climb a building okay he could walk around and say i'm spider-man all day but if he doesn't want to operate in that it doesn't mean anything he's just some dude in a costume So how many of you are walking around with an identity of I'm in Christ, but you're walking around with no faith? You're not praying with people? You're not even praying for yourself, but you showed up at church. You showed up at church on Sunday and said, but I made it to church, so therefore I know who I am, but I just don't know what I can do because I have no faith in anything else. Well, one, it's hard, too. We have new believers that haven't read the Bible. Right, and you haven't been in a small group, and you don't you don't go to training. We don't get all this out. So what happens is this happened to me when I got saved. I'd never read the Bible, <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's this mean? I had no clue for years because no one ever said, hey, there's so much more. Okay, there's so much more. So so what I want us to do is is activate a faith. So see, um, so your identity, and I've heard this a different way, but for me it's like this: your identity plus your faith. Activates power and authority in our lives. See, everybody wants the identity, but they and they want the power, but they don't want to walk through the faith side. Okay, you've got to have an identity of who you are in Christ and have the faith to say, you know what, I believe everything in that Bible. I believe every promise is yes and amen. I believe that that he's gonna show up and, and it doesn't matter what's going on. And when I have that faith to walk out with the identity that I'm carrying, now all of a sudden it activates a power and authority in our lives to change the atmosphere, to change it. You know, we've talked for I don't know how many years about walking in love because love will change an atmosphere to be so saturated in his love, right, which is your identity that you can change an atmosphere. But it takes faith to say, you know what, there's a whole lot more to this. There's a whole lot more to this than than just understanding who he is. Okay, we have got to have the faith to activate it. So I want to talk about some stuff. Because uh, I had a lot of questions last week if you weren't here for company of believers, we had a big I got we'll just call it a conference It's the best way to understand Uh, but it was on a friday night Uh, We had several churches here and then on a saturday morning Um, And leading up to this what we had is we had our staff talking about we need a healing night So we need a night of healing So for months, I was praying about it. Lord, when do you want me to do a night of healing? Never done that. See, there's a lot of stuff I hadn't done either. We're walking in this together. When they came to me, I said, what's a night of healing look like? I'm like, I I I didn't care. I had faith for everything. I said, my goal for a night of healing was you walk in the door and you just get healed. (laughs) That was my faith. That's that's a childlike faith. I was like, we believe it. But I couldn't figure out a time to do it. And then after several months, he just told me it's going to be the night when Company of Believers is here. Okay, so we came out that night and 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 we declared it. We declared it ahead of time that that it was it was a healing service. Okay, so we came in expecting. But when you come into a room with a whole bunch of pastors and a whole bunch of believers and people just on fire for him with an identity already in place that are worshiping the Lord, anything can happen. Right. And it was that night. So that night we got the phone call about London. Okay, in London was a girl that they used to go to our church. Vernon and Dondra Williams, London Williams. Um, they used to go to our church. They moved to Columbus, Georgia, um, a couple years ago. So we got a call. Jules got a text that night as we're in here, and it says, "Pray for my baby," because she had drowned, ten years old. And this place, when, when it took a lot, because I was like, "What do you do?" Like this wasn't my Service. <laughs> this is a company of believers. I'm just a believer. And, and I'm worshiping, but we're hosting it. And when I went to Bo and Bo came out and we we stopped the entire service and we started praying for her. This whole place started and what we didn't know is that they were watching. Their family was in, you know, they, they were watching the whole time. We're telling them, we're praying, and 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 they're telling us. They're like, we were listening. Okay, this this young girl, they don't know how long she had drowned. She drowned in the bathtub. When her dad found her, he worked on her for 20 minutes. No pulse, no breathing, no nothing. They picked her up and flew her to Atlanta. And as we're praying, her heart started beating. Yeah, that's how it happens. Okay, so we're like, whoa, like this is real. And she texts us, keep going. I could read you the text. Keep going. She's got a heartbeat. So this place erupts, and we start praying for breath, like let her breathe. And then they, they text us back, and they go, they got her on a ventilator, but she's fighting it. She, her body's fighting the ventilator. She wants to breathe on her own. Okay, this is what's going on on Friday night. And we declared it a night of healing prior to happening. Okay, and then Saturday comes um and, and and they're praying they're praying for brain activity cuz cuz she had swelling in her brain um and then we come in here Sunday and we start service and I'm still don't know anything so we're still praying cuz we're going to pray right up until the end you know and then at 10:16 she transitioned okay so at 10:16 she transitioned so it hit hard i got a text that morning that said you know from Vernon that said hey Her organs are shutting down. Um, Keep praying, but she's transitioning. So I was, your pastor, frustrated. I was mad at the enemy. I was frustrated. I was mad. I threw my phone. I haven't done that in a long time. Okay. Didn't break. I got one of those outer boxes. It's really good. So we dealt with this, and a lot of questions came up this following week. A lot of people coming in, going, but we prayed, but but we prayed, and they're like, "How can, how can that happen? Was it really a healing? Well, yes, it was. It was something miraculous, and I believe that what we did, and I love it because I've got people in here, Jeff, and we were talking, and Pam, we stays on. He comes out Monday night, and we're sitting here talking after prayer, you know, and we opened a door, like like we 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 did everything we could possibly do as a body of believers and we prayed and when we prayed we opened the door and he had the right because he's sovereign he had the right to say you know what I'm gonna give her back to you (laughs) I'm gonna start her heart I want to let you know that that I am real and and I'm hearing your prayers but guess what I want her more than you I want her more than you and what we did is um so it's hard to explain that I was trying to talk this through people because i still believe it was a miracle because he was like no i'm hearing you and and, and what happened was by us praying and stuff we got the other story yesterday was the funeral so we drove out there um we had people from our church and um jules and i went out there to the funeral yesterday and it was amazing to see the lives that were touched by this young 10 year old by her faith you know they uh, they sent pictures of me baptizing her uh, and how she was jumping up and down and just so so thankful that she got to do that. Um, because in Mama Lo, when she runs in the children's ministry, I mean, you got to know, she, she takes you through. Like, you sure? You know, and then, so it was her time to get baptized and, and she wasn't waiting. Her mom told me yesterday, she goes, she was so excited. Like we were trying to get grandparents in. She's like, no, mom, I'm getting baptized. Like it was happening. That's how that's how on point she was. Um, but they told us yesterday that that she did all that when they moved out there all right when they moved out there uh, they actually put her in a private school which happens to be a catholic private school but it's hilarious <laughs> cuz they put her in catholic private school and the first thing she did was question why they do what they do <laughs> like verbally like why are we praying to mary and when they did communion she's like why can't i have communion she goes i know who i am in christ <laughs> like like this is a 10 year old girl filled with faith from 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 this place but from him but it's because a church poured into her as a body of believers we 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 let her know that she has authority and access to things that other people don't have we we gave her the ability to walk out of here and change lives through her faith so she's in a catholic school witnessing the people she's like you don't understand like the soul mary thing's not gonna work church they go to the pastor was like they showed up and this little girl said she she wanted to meet with the pastor and she came in and said i know that you seem like a pretty busy man but i want to know about you and she brought them new logos for their children's ministry and she says this should be a new logo for your children's ministry and he was like who is this girl but that's what she believed. She believed she had the power and authority to walk in what God wanted her. And she saw things, and she, she man, this, this young girl was so special. She was so special, and she reached and touched so many people. And by us praying that night, what we allowed her to do is her heart to beat and air to take over, right? And all her family got to be there. Her mom said it was so precious that we got to, to feel her last heartbeat because that would have been taken from her. And the fact that they said, you know what, they go, it, and I'm telling you, you talk about faith, I'm going to get into their faith in a second. But, but they said, said it was so awesome that, that we sat there and they pulled everything out. And when we determined that it was time to just let God be God, that when they pulled everything out, her heart kept beating. And the nurse kept coming in going, her heart's still beating. And it wasn't until they went as a family one by one and said, it's okay. We're going to be okay. You need to go to your father. And as soon as they all got done saying that, it just stopped. That's what prayer does. It gave them that last little bit. And they're walking, like, you, I'm telling you, like, you would think when you meet a family that had just gone through this, that it would be devastating. And it is. And there's moments, but man, they were, it was just a powerful moment. And they were just praising her and praising our church and praising the part we played in her life and just it was just simply amazing the faith of this family and how they received this and I learn every day I learn every day as I run into people you know when I run into people even people in our church ginger people that are just and I go in times when things aren't right and you're in your valley what are you gonna do Are you going to trust in him and have faith that that he's sovereign and he's the one and that he's beside me and he has all the capabilities of doing whatever he wants and I'm going to have faith enough to pray. I'm going to have faith enough to get to everybody else to pray. And then guess what? I'm going to be able to stand beside after that and say, guess what? We did everything. It's God's will. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But that's what faith does. Once you have your identity, that faith activates that stuff. I'm telling you, I'm learning a whole bunch just by being around people that have been in our church and, and walking in this. And, and, it, and it's so amazing. Oh. So with that being said, that was awesome, by the way, to, to see a family operating like that. And they love this church and they thank us for everything we did uh, in London's life. But then to see that young girl change lives. Like they had, that church was packed. They had overflows going because of who she was. Um, and that's, that's it. So every, you know, you, you think about this, that you, you never know what the seed's going to do. You know, once you till it and you plant it, you never know what's going to happen. And this young girl went and changed lives because of her faith. And that's the the faith we're looking for. So with that being said, with that being said, I've been praying about this fasting stuff. And I've had numerous people come to me and go, when are we fasting? Like um, we have been in a box for several years where um, beginning of the year and like halfway through the year, we do a 21 day prayer and fast as a church. There is nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. We should corporately fast as a church. Um, And this year I had somebody, uh, multiple people (laughs) actually ask me, how come we're not fasting? Like I see other churches fasting. Why aren't we fasting and, and, and praying? And one, let me answer everybody this way. You can fast whenever you want to fast. Don't wait for me. Okay? When God tells you to fast, fast. But here was my answer. He hadn't told me to yet. See, we're at a different level. Okay? He needs to speak to me. He needs to tell us because I'm not going to fast just because everybody else is doing it. I'm going to fast with intention because he says, I need you to fast about this. Because some things takes prayer and fasting. So this last week, because I've been sitting on this for a while, this last week, I'm talking. And he just downloads it. And he says, there you go. I gave you what you were looking for. Okay, so we're going to enter into a fast. Corporately as a church. And I know everybody's like, are you serious? Like right now, football's starting up. Trust me, I love football. Small groups are starting. Trust me, I love small groups. I love food. Okay? We are going to be starting a fast on the 30th, which is next Monday, the following Monday. So I'm going to give you a week to prepare. Okay? God specifically told me we are fasting for healing and mama low. He says, you've prayed, but you have not fasted. He goes, so you will fast corporately. Now, I don't want it to be so, I mean, I, I believe it's for healing, but he didn't say healing. He said healing, but he gave me a name and a face and said, this is who you're doing it for. So if you don't know Mama Low, Mama Low is our children's pastor. She, she's been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, and, and they can diagnose her whatever she wants. She's already a walking miracle. This is, this, this is supposed to be usually, what, a six to nine weeks? I don't even know how long that usually lasts. And it's been over nine months, and she's still going. But he said, you know what? Fast for. So corporately, what's that mean for us? It means we're going to come together. I don't care what you fast. Uh, you figure it out. You can do a Daniel fast. You can fa- I don't care if you fast social media. I don't care what it is. I just know I want to come together. And how long? I don't know. Because he didn't say 21 days. He says, you're going to fast. He goes, you're going to fast until I tell you to stop. So that you're going to have to decide this. It starts on the 30th. We're going to come together on Monday nights corporately. We come in here Monday anyway. But if you want to come in corporately with us on a Monday night as we seek him and, and reach out to him and we pray specifically, what I want to do on those nights is have we'll have some whiteboards up here if there's anybody else that needs healing. I want all the healing prayers up here. I want If you know people that need healing, reach out to them. Get their information because I believe he's not only going to work a miracle in Mama Low, he's going to work it in whoever we reach out to. Okay, whoever we lift up, he's going to do it. So that's going to start on the 30th. Because I tell you, this is a, um, Jeff used this this week. He said, no regrets. It was awesome because when he said that, I was like, no regrets. Like, we're going to do everything we can for our sister because he's telling us to. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and fast as a church. But healing will happen when we start having faith that it can happen. That's how it works. That's how it shifts. That's how it changes. Um, So, yeah, I don't know what that looks like after that, but I wanted to share that. I want you to be praying about that. I want you to figure out what God's telling you to fast. Um, And we're going to do this corporately coming together. And uh, we're just going to keep going. So, all right, any questions about that? I, know I'm way, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm just going now. So hang in there. You're right. You're right. I got all kinds of stuff to talk about today. So, um, so I want to go. I want to talk a little bit um, about uh, a couple awesome people in the Bible. So we're going to go to Numbers 13, 1 and 2. Because here's the thing. I think when we have faith, we can do amazing things. There's faith. There's trust. I believe faith and trust can go hand in hand. A lot of people struggle with that because there's people in their lives that have failed them. So therefore, their trust has gone away. So so having that faith um, and trust kind of go hand in hand. So what I'm asking you to do is trust in who he is. Okay, he's, he's not one of your parents or a sibling or a boss or a friend or a spouse, whoever it is that broke the trust in your life, he's not that person. You're not putting your faith and trust in a person. There's a lot of people that will go out there and put their faith in a person, in a church, in a, um, a, a work, in their job. They're, they put their faith in something. They'll put their faith in the government. They put it in everything but the right person. Okay, so you're going to have to clear your mind on this and say, you know what? I don't care who's done something wrong to me. I don't care what trust's been broken. I need to get that out of my system. I need to flush it, and I need to be all in as we walk into this next series, as we move forward in our identity Right. Talking about faith. So in Numbers 13, 1, I'm going to start there only real quick. One and two it says the Lord now said to Moses. So here we go. I love it. That's that's a verse. <laughs> the Lord now said to Moses, he said, I spoke. Listen, I spoke and he says, send out men to explore the land of Canaan. The land I'm given to the Israelites, send one leader from each of the twelve ancestral dry, uh, tribes. So here's the Lord commanding him to send people out. He doesn't say when he's giving it to him, but he says what he goes in the land. I'm giving to the Israelites. He says I'm going to give them a land. This is the Lord talking. So if the Lord told you He's going to give you something, go get it. <laughs> I mean, come on. If he if he just if he came in and said, Hey, um, Jeff, got a brand new GMC 2500 crew cab, four x four, lift kit. You picking this up, baby? It's sitting in the parking lot, <laughs> and it's all yours. You're gonna go get it. Like I'm, I'm gone. My wife said that right now. I'd be like, "Baby, you finish." I'll give you the mic, and I'll be gone. But uh, <laughs> she's still trying to figure out if I'm her husband. <laughs> if you weren't here before, I had a pretty long beard, so look a little different. But here's the Lord. He's commanding them, telling them, "I've got something for you." We're going to pick it up in Numbers 13, 25 through 33. It says, after exploring the land for 40 days. So he they send out these 12 men. The men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh and in the wilderness of, of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. And this was their report to Moses. So they came back because like, they said, go to this land. It's going to be... Bountiful. It's going to be, there's going to be huge everything. It's going to be amazing. And they come back and, and, and they said, We entered the land you sent, sent us to explore, and it is indeed bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. And here is the kind of fruit it produces. So they show them what's coming out of the land. They show them all that. This was a promise from Exodus 3, 8, that God said, I'm going to give you the land of milk and honey. So here you see it. And he takes his 12 tribes and he sends them out. Right, but before, but the people uh, living there are powerful. So all of a sudden there's a but. See, we throw too many buts in situations with God. Because yes. God says, go do this. And we say, but. Yeah. He says, go fast during football season. But. Here we go. Go to church on Sunday. But. Think about this. And he's telling them, he says, he says go to this land. And they go. And he says, it's wonderful, but. The people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let's go at once to take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. So here you got a man full of faith, while the other ones, there's actually 10 of them that are are saying, we can't do this. We can't do it then you have two that are standing there. So Caleb had the faith to move forward. He said, I don't care what it looks like. You said we could have it. Okay. Verse 31, it says, But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes there or goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge we even saw giants there the descendants of Anak next to them we felt like grasshoppers and that's what they thought too so here here you have one guy standing on faith and everybody else polluting the water with everything it could be this is what happens this is why so little people have faith because they start listening to everything else around them people saying you can't do it because it's impossible because there's giants out there Man, I don't know, but I've faced some giants in my life. And because he's been beside us the entire way, guess what? He showed up in a mighty way every single time. It doesn't matter the size of the giant. It doesn't matter what people say. Because you can do it if he told you to. You listen to his voice. Mm. And here you see that, that all these guys are polluting us. So we'll go down to um, numbers 14, 6 through 9 says, two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jeph, uh, Jephna I can never say that one, but he tore, they tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safety, safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. So here you have Joshua and you have Caleb both full of faith saying, I don't care what the other 10 people say. We're going in. We're going in. So I don't care what all these doctors say about Mama Lo, Because I don't care if there's only two of us with the faith. We're going in, and we're going to go into the land, and we're going to do everything we can because he says, I'm with you. That's what they're saying. He's with us. Hmm. Just amazed by their faith. That's right. Come on. That's why you came today. See, Joshua and Caleb, they had faith, and they trusted the Lord. That's all they had to do. And if you keep reading, they're the only two adults that entered into the promised land. Forty years later. And this wasn't a group of people that that didn't understand faith and didn't understand miracles. I mean, they they were trapped for over 200 years. They experienced being set free. They've experienced walking through the desert. They've experienced all kinds of stuff. So it wasn't that they weren't used to miracles in their life. They just weren't going to believe that one. See, we, we tend to pick and choose. The easy ones, we're like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'll believe that one. <laughs> that's good. This other one, eh. <laughs> that's faith. What's your identity? If you walk, like I said, if you have the right, and look, you should have the identity by now. <laughs> 17 weeks, I think I drilled it in. When you have the identity, now you walk in the faith. Now we got to build our faith up to believe that everything he said we are everything he said we can do it will happen It will happen. We have to have the faith of joshua and caleb moving forward Because it happened for them because of what they did Because they stood strong when everything else looked depleted and not only that it happened 40 years later So while they were there People were dying in the desert while they were there they had to keep believing. This wasn't like I believed and I walked outside and there it was. This was a long time. This was a long time of believing and having faith that he was going to show up. Because sometimes it's, we don't know when his time is. See, we would like to control that. We like our time schedule. Like, I want to believe the way I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe like I want the miracle now. And he says, I'm working it. I'm working it. I got it. There's still something that has to happen. There's still something that, that has to happen. And that's what he's saying. This is the same Joshua that became the leader of Israel because of his faith. He was the general that led him into all the battles. He was there when the walls of Jericho came down. That's, that's crazy faith, y'all. That's crazy faith. I'll go walk around the, the walls a couple times blow your trumpets (laughs) that's nothing new to us though so i'm not saying anything new to our church i don't know if you guys remember the day that we did seven laps around this church not just the church the property we had just bought the property and this was before covid and somebody came to me they said i heard from the lord and he called me on a random night and said dj you're going to get all the elders and you guys are going to walk around that property seven times praying and i was like okay <laughs> my, my theory is this if you tell me to do it lord my answer is yes so i was like we're gonna do it you i believe you i believe that's that's the word of the lord and we're doing it and when we started it was elders and trustees and and there was like i don't know 10 of us maybe or 12 of us and we started walking laps And nobody knew why we were doing it. And we were singing worship music and praying. And I had my hands up. And when we got done, when I finished the last lap, I could see the end of the line. So everybody that was showing up for church just got in line. They had no clue what we were doing. They just had that much faith that they were like, we're going to walk around outside. So it takes just a little bit of faith to activate that, I'm telling you. And when you take that faith and you activate it and you start walking in that, people will just come alongside you they believe enough in you they're like if you're doing it we're supposed to do it i'm telling you it was that powerful that day and guess what covid hit guess who covid didn't affect our church we had individual you know people got sick yes it didn't shut us down it didn't affect us like a lot of the other churches in the area we put up a wall of protection when we when we walked around this place i truly believe that there was a reason why he told us to do it And it was for protection. Anyway, let's get back to the story. That was just good. But I want to talk real quick about this because this came up. And so here in this story, you had 10 people. um, There were 10 individuals living on other people's faith. 10 of those leaders that were picked were living on somebody else's faith. They weren't living on their own. And that's what you see. And that's why you saw it all crash. OK, they didn't have enough faith in themselves in their own walk with who he is to say we can do it. So they were living on everybody else's faith. And I believe that happens a lot. in what we do, you know, we'll, we'll go and people will pray for us and people that have more faith in us. And I think that's good because I think there's a time we have times of weaknesses where we need somebody to step in and, and intercede and pray over us. And I think that's a that's a faith thing. OK, because we're human. But, but here, we see 10 of them living off somebody else's faith. So we had this question um, this weekend, or this last week, that uh, it was an honest question. It was so awesome, Pam. Because <laughs> we were talking about the glory. The glory of God. And he's been showing up. And if you've been coming here, you know what I'm talking about. And what we experience is his presence. We experience all this stuff in the church. And and they said, how do you steward that? How do you steward his glory? That's a tough one. Because you start looking around at all these revivals that break out. Why is it still not going? It's still not going because they couldn't steward the glory. They, 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 They couldn't. It was a flash in the pan. It was you believe in us. So they had people show up that can preach a great word, and look, I'm not against it. People got saved. Lives got wrecked. But the people that came in there with the faith left, and it left people that were depending on other people's faith with no identity in who they were. And it went right back the way it was. That's not what I want to happen here. Okay? I want to steward what God's doing in our house. I want to be able to say, how do we, how do, we do that? And, and for me, the glory of God is so big and so heavy. And you have to have a solid foundation, which is where we're at. We're, 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 that's why we spent so much time in identity. We are building a foundation that can steward his glory. Because I don't want it to be a flash in the pan. I don't want to come in here in a couple months and be like, man, wasn't no, that so good? Let's talk about the old days, about what God was doing in our house. <laughs> I want to be in this thing forever. I want generations after generations after generations to experience what you get to experience and to see what you get to see. And we're just at the start of it. So we're not even experiencing like the good stuff. I believe he's just he's just keeping us moving. And he's like, when we all come all in and we get this foundation built where we understand who we are and we have faith and we have authority and we have access to him and we, we start operating the way he wants us to operate here. When, the king, when we say the kingdom will come and we start operating like that, yeah. right? Like we're in the kingdom. When we start doing that, <laughs> it starts pouring out and we can hold it. We can hold it. That's why it's so important we understand. So it was a great question because I really had to start thinking like, how do, how do you steward that? Like, like, how do we keep that presence? Well, it's, it's this, it's through identity. It's through understanding your faith. Mm. So we're going to build a strong foundation. I'm going to go back to faith real quick, because that's what we're supposed to be talking about. This is just the beginning. Like you guys know, whenever I start something, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of stuff. And then we're going to go back into it later. So, so getting back into faith, faith will bring rest. We'll talk about that. Rest will bring peace. Okay, rest will bring freedom from worry, freedom from anxiety. Okay, rest will bring a peace over you. That's what you see. That's what you see in these people that have gone through devastating things. They're at rest. They're like, I believe so much in him. My faith is so strong. You can't break it. And I'm just going to be at rest. I'm going to be at peace in what's going on in my life because I've done everything I could. And I'm going to give the rest to him. And take my hands off the wheel. And that's what it is. It's no regrets. We just turn it over to him. So you can have faith without trust. You can't have faith without trust. You can't have trust unless you're in a good relationship. You can't be in relationship with him. If you're not spending time in a quiet place. If you're not worshiping him. If you're not reading your Bible. If you're not praying. I mean these are all things that will build up. That relationship. With him. So you see it all ties together and that's just a, I'm foreshadowing. Like this is just, we're going there eventually. So I want you to absorb that this morning. Okay, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do we build our faith? We need to hear. Okay, it takes an action. It takes work. You actually have to do something with this. Okay, it's like having a car sitting in your parking lot with no gas. You can pray over it, but eventually you're going to have to go get gas. Because he gave, I gave you the answer. There's a gas can. There's a gas station. Keep praying, but I showed up. Right? So, so in other words, we can pray all we want, We can, but eventually we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to go deeper. We're going to have to do something outside the box. Right. Because because when I think about this, this is I would, and I'll try to wrap it up. When I think about this, when we put, uh, you know, when we talk about stewarding the glory and, and the fire and the burn of what God's trying to do in this place. When you take a match and you put it in a box and you close the lid. Guess what happens? Fire goes out. Because you, it lacks oxygen. OK, so so one thing we're not going to do is put it in a box. We are not putting it in a box we're not going to do it the way we've always done it we're not going to do those things okay we're we're, we're going to say yes what that means is God tell us where to go you know it's so much easier to get in a river in a tube and just float down than try to swim across paddling and trying to direct your own way down a river we were singing a, we were singing about living water and flowing water well guess what get in it and let it go so so what's that look like as a church I don't know we've been here before I don't know where that takes us. I'm just willing to say yes, because I'm not going to put it in a box, and I'm not going to say, you know what, we're trying to steward it only if you do it this way. That's why the 21 days of prayer. I don't know. We just always did it. It was something we always did. We just always tried I planned it out. You know, we planned it out in, in the beginning of the year. We're going to do 21 days of prayer and fast there, and then we're going to do it here. Now, God still showed up, and he moved. Look, that's how we purchased the property. That's how we've done all those things. Because he's given us stuff to pray for. But this time, he just said, let me show you something. I'm not giving you anything. What are you going to do? Are you just going to do it to do it? Nope. I'm going to sit and wait. And that's what we did. So it's something new, and it's okay. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to flow in a river, whatever that looks like. I think some people went kayaking this weekend. So it's much easier when you just go down, right? Yeah, okay, don't don't paddle against it. In Hebrews 3, 16 through 18, it says, The same people who were delivered from bondage and brought out of Egypt by Moses were the ones who heard and still rebelled. They grieved God for 40 years by sinning in their unbelief. Sinning in their unbelief. I'm not doing anything wrong, are you believing? (laughs) They were sinning in their unbelief until they dropped dead in the desert. So God swore an oath that they would never enter into his coming place of rest, all because they disobeyed him. It was clear that they could could not enter into their inheritance because they wrapped their hearts with unbelief. Man, I want my inheritance. <laughs> and I want it here on earth. Like, like I want to see his kingdom come, his will be done, on earth, right now. Like, that's our inheritance. Like we we could be living in it. Why are we waiting for it? You understand? But that's going to go with trust and faith and belief and identity. All that's going to come together so that we can get that. Hmm. All right. So I'm just going to wrap it up because this is good. to that i have a beard there (laughs) so here's the thing (laughs) it's never too late it's never too late for anybody in this room anybody watching online you got to start somewhere you really do you just start somewhere you got to start believing at some point in your life that it's time to make a difference it's time to change it's time to change the way i feel it's time to change the way i think it's time time to get outside of my box and go, Lord, just take me. Let's just do this thing. Steer me, direct me, guide me, lead me. But we try to get our hands on it way too much. So it's time. And sometimes we don't like it. Jeremiah 6, 16 through 17 says, then this this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road I want says, I I posted watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Man, I don't want to be the one that doesn't pay attention. I don't want to be the one that's on the outside looking in going, why couldn't we just listen? Why couldn't we just have enough faith to say, have it your way, Lord. Whatever that looks like, have it your way. Now, that comes with a lot of trust that you got to understand that, that we're praying in this. And, you know, I'm leading the ship. <laughs> Somehow, I'm, I'm giving you my word. I'm prayed up. I'm fasted up. I'm seeking him with all my heart so that when he speaks, we listen. Yes. But then it takes a bunch of leaders in this church to get on board, and we all do this together, and it flows down. But I'm telling you, he's ready to do something big, but it's going to take us all together as a team doing this together. Yes. Okay, so we're going to have to make a decision. We're either going to be part of something or not. <laughs> and that's kind of where we're at. We're at a crossroads where he says, I, I, what you've experienced so far is stuff that other people never get to see. And he goes, but I'm ready to show you something even more. Yeah. Do you want to be part of it or not? So here we are again saying, yep, we're going all in. We're going to jump in the tube and we're going to float down the river and we're going to see what God wants to do. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Woo! Well, I want to pray for some people, and I'm going to invite our prayer team down. Uh, as I do, you know, we try to uh, – um, I never talk too much about giving because um, I know that's the end of our service. And, uh, um, But I do want to share some stuff with you that, that, that's going on. I want you to pray about this because I believe once our prayer starts, we're going to have people up here, and it's, I'm not going to have much time to talk after that. Um, but our, our ushers will be get. you can give at the door when you leave, and you can give online and all that. Um, but, but I've been praying, and, and if you know, we bought our building, yay, come on, a couple months ago. Um, with that comes responsibility. <laughs> so uh, with that comes responsibility, and we have had our, um, our trailer where we meet, our small groups meet, our married groups meet over there. We do a lot of stuff over there. Um, that thing is like it's got a convertible top right now. So we have talked to everybody, and I've got an estimate, and we've got to put a brand-new roof on that, uh, and that's going to be $8,000. It's not in the budget because we're well, over halfway through the year, but um, we're going to take up an offering for that and receive that. If God lays it on your heart, Looking, you know, not everybody wants to give to that, but if God tugs on your heart for something like that, any bit will help. We'll receive That's like a heart for the house offering. If you want to give to the building project, that's huge because um, that's $8,000. We've got to sink back into it um, to get that roof right. Um, but we need to invest in that I mean that's a that's a, a chunk of our building that does a lot of things for us we host all kind of fellowships over there we do all kinds of stuff um, so if God lays it on your heart for that and it's not just that we've got to fix that um, <laughs> we've got to fix an awning that, that they got blown off during the storm um, we're fighting insurance right now so um, they want to give us some money but not all the money <laughs> um, and we, we've got to do uh, some other repairs we've got to fix some stuff up so um, we're probably sitting around 15000 15, to $18,000 right now to do some repairs on our building that need to get done. So we're just praying um, that God shows up in a like, Hey, you want to come up and play? <laughs> I was told to tell her, and I didn't. Thank you, Janae. But just pray about that. We'll be fasting about that. Um, I, uh, you know, a trustees, I'll be sitting down with them. We'll be talking about all this. But God put it on my heart to tell you this morning, so there you go. Uh, I want you to be praying about that, if that's something you can help with when it comes to uh, to fixing up the roof and getting things taken care of. Um, but I really believe this, that um, I think we're entering into a time in our church where people really understood the identity and they really sunk into that. And now this is the tough part. When you've got to sit down and, and really, really understand that you've got to walk this thing out. That we can't be on the edge anymore. We can't be on one side or the other. We can't be teetering back and forth saying, well, I get to pick and choose um, my level of faith. And I get to know that our identity is sons and daughters. Okay, we have the, the authority and the access to do what needs to get done. But we got to believe that. Okay, so that's what, that's what I'm believing for this morning. I think there's people in here, you struggle with that. That that's probably one of your biggest issues right now is that you don't, one, you know who you are, but you, you lack that, that faith to say, I can trust in that, and I can trust in his word. So we're praying for you this morning. And then if God's touching your heart, if you're lacking joy and peace and all that in your heart, you know, the Bible says that to, to seek him with all of your heart. So if, if that's you, if you want to accept him in your heart, you know, I want you to come up this morning. If you don't have a relationship with him, that's the first step of all this. You know, to have an identity in Him, you have to have a relationship with Him. You have to trust Him. And you can do That's a decision in your heart. So that's something that you have to work out between Him and you. But if that's you and you want somebody to pray with you this morning over that, you can come forward. All our prayer partners are here. We'd love to pray with you about that. You know, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. <laughs> this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so nobody can boast. So you're not going to earn your way into heaven. You've got to freely receive a gift, and that's between you and him. So if that's you this morning, you can come forward, um, and they, they'll pray with you. Uh, other than that, uh, we're going to close out service, and I'm going to um, pray over our offering. And you can give. Like I said, they'll be at the doors, or you can give online. And um, wonderful things to give to. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father. Just a uh, man for this group, this this family, Father God. I thank you for 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 what you're doing in our hearts. I thank you for, that you send people from our church to other places to make difference, Father, to make a difference, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that 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 you continue to pour into us. You continue to use us. Continue to 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 give us divine appointments, Father. I thank you for that. And Lord, this morning I pray for every heart in here, Lord. Everybody that watches this online, Father. Give us a childlike faith, Lord. Give us the faith to, to move mountains, Lord. Get, allow us to activate that in our lives. Give us the courage to do that, Lord. Father, we pray right now for those that are still dealing with an identity that they, they, they truly understand that they are a son or daughter. Father, we surrender all this to you. Father, we, we ask you to touch each and every heart in here, and if there's a new believer in here, Father, give them the courage to come forward so they can be prayed over, Lord. And Father, we ask you to bless this offering, Father God, the offering that that we give, Lord, I ask you to bless the gift and the giver, Lord. I I pray, Lord, that that you always say you're going to make a way. So, Lord, make a way like you always do, Father. We always surrender to you, and you always make a way. So, Father, I ask you to touch, uh, touch the offering this morning. Bless the gift and the giver. Be with us this upcoming week, Father. Protect us and guide us and lead us, Father. Put us in positions to make a difference in other people this week, to love on people. Father, we just thank you once again for what you're doing, and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, y'all. You can stand to your feet. We love you guys. We thank you. Uh, If you need prayer, don't forget to come on up and get prayer. And we look forward to seeing everybody next week. God bless.